getting real. You guys okay? And recently, God has been taking me personally on this internal journey of his spirit. That's been so good, but it's been so uncomfortable. Literally every day, thought after thought after thought through my mind about the implications that exist uh, or that the implications of living in a country that was founded on injustice, that was founded on grave defilement of the image of God, that was founded on prosperity at the cost of lives. And it's been so good. It's been so good. And, and I'll say that for a while, this has been something we've been seeking to pursue as a community. And I'll be honest that for me personally, I don't know if I realize how much of my own pursuit of understanding has been to know. But I feel like recently God has been graciously showing me that One, it's okay not to know. And two, your investment in this is not just so you know, so that you can explain to someone else all the the biblical reasons why racism is wrong, why injustice is wrong. Your investment is this in this is so that you know my heart. Your investment in this is so that you will be able to partner with me in bringing about my kingdom here. Moving with where my spirit wants to take you, if you'll let me. And so I feel like as we talk about Pentecost today, there are things, there are a lot of things in the church, but I think this is probably at the top of the list right now in regards to things that for especially white folks, this is a sermon for white folks. Can I just say that? Is that okay? No one said it was okay, but uh, I said it anyway, so I hope it's okay. That's good. Just laugh a little, all right? People like me. See, I never grew up thinking about white folks. And for much of my adult life, I didn't think about white folks, even though I was around them a lot. And I think that's because I've never had to think about my people so to speak. I just assumed. I just took it for granted. And when you're in the majority, you don't have to worry about sticking together with your people. (laughs) Are you with me? (laughs) And so one of the important realizations recently has been in the looking at the ugliness that I've seen Expressed by people like me, there's a part of me that has to take ownership, take hold of. As ugly it is, that's coming from my people. And I feel like that's important. That's been important for me because um, as I've begun to kind of remove the veil some, and let God remove the veil of, of this disparities in our city, disparities 
that are popping up over and over and over and over and over again in social media. I think social media is, is if we will let it, is, is a tool right now that God is wanting to speak loud and clear to his church about what's been hidden from some, but all too clear for others. And, and that's kind of what's been happening. But as that's been happening, and, and as I said, God, I know that's wrong. There's been a part of me that's wanted to be like, and I want nothing to do with that person and the people who would perpetuate that. But actually, if you want to be part of the solution, if I want to be part of the solution, I have to take ownership over the people that are like me, even if I don't want to be like them. Are you with me? Is that making sense? So it's okay to say my people. If you're white and you um, realize that, that's a good thing. And if you're around other white people and even ones that you don't want to be like, it's okay to take ownership. Yeah. It's like that person in your family that you're not too proud of, but they're your family. Like, I think there's, and I'm talking about specifically in the church, until we take ownership of the people like us in the church that are perpetuating things that we're not proud of, I don't think we're going to move anywhere. Maybe that's, maybe that's too um, pessimistic. But I think there's somewhere we need to go that we're not going to get. So I'm embracing, as oddly as it sounds, my people, <laughs> even the ugliness And part of this has been, I I heard this recently, a friend came over and she was watching our kids and then I just was eavesdropping on our conversation with Maria and and she said something that at first really bothered me. She said, um, she was at a talk recently and and one of the community leaders, a black woman said, um, you know, this is is for the white people. If you you wanna know how you can help, she said, we don't need you coming into our, our neighborhoods to try and fix things. She said, we need you to talk to your people. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that, that. I think it bothered me because I think I've had that mentality before. I'm just being real with you guys. I don't even know if this is a sermon. So um, this, is, this might just be sharing time with John. <laughs> and unless the mic gets unplugged again, you have to listen to it. Um, and it bothered me at first, but then after a little while, I think the Holy Spirit was like, you needed to hear that, and it's actually a really good way forward. And I, I just kept coming back to it, and, and it went from being an offense to me to being directional for me. And I said, okay, Holy Spirit, is that you speaking? Yes. <laughs> and I said, okay, God. I'm going to start taking ownership for some of the ugliness that I see perpetuated from people like me. And I'm not talking about just saying sorry for them. I'm talking about going head on into that mess to learn more, to even see yourself there. If, if you find yourself there, to... Seek understanding, to seek dialogue and conversation. And I think um, 
I think that's something I haven't wanted to do. I haven't had the energy for but I feel like recently God is saying there's grace for it. And if you go there with me, I will, I will, um, I'll give you grace to go into that and, and, to, and to be a part of the solution. And so um, maybe that's an application point for some of us um, is just letting God take you into the mess that you maybe have the ability to not be involved in in any way and and actually realizing that that's that's privilege that um, you have a choice in terms of how you use it and um, so that's been really helpful for me to hear that talk to your people and that's caused me to to begin to ask who are my people uh, what does that look like um, and and even coming to terms with um, some of that in a way that maybe haven't wanted to um, okay, I don't want to ramble, um, so just give me a second, try to decide if we're going to read this other passage tonight, um, I just want to share one more thing, and We'll wrap up, and some of this maybe next week. We'll see. Um, I, I started tonight, and, and some of you may have missed it. I, I'm not going to read the whole passage again, but I started tonight from 1 Corinthians 2. And 1 Corinthians 2 talks about the Spirit of God and the way the Spirit of God reveals the wisdom of God. And reveals the deep things of God. And this is, this is kind of part two of this idea of going where the Spirit is leading. And I think um, part of it is there's this uncomfortable, like, diving into things and being led into things that you might not, by choice, go into. But God is going there. And actually, the Spirit does that. The Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Do you realize that? The other part of this is that there are deep things of God that he's wanting to educate us, bring us into an understanding of, and I say us as the church, and I believe specifically speaking to my people, I believe there are things that God has, wanted, has been saying to the church and to segments of the church that we've been unwilling to hear because we haven't listened to the voices that have been saying them that don't look like us, that don't look like me. And I believe that this passage in, in 1 Corinthians 2, I'm just going to read a little bit of it because I'm referencing it and I might just be confusing you. It says, These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit, verse 10. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities 
with spirit-taught words. He uses the word we when he's talking about this process by which the Spirit wants to give us understanding. And I believe we've segmented to some extent the we by dividing the voices that we're listening to in the church. I believe that there are are big portions of the church that aren't listening to voices that are speaking into this very subject in a way that, that has the wisdom and discernment of God if we'll just listen. You guys with me? Does that make sense? Am I making sense? I think there are many in the majority that need to listen to those in the minority about the issue of injustice so as to learn. But if we read passages like 1 Corinthians 2, and if we read it as if because we have the Spirit of God in us that we have all the knowledge on our own, then we miss that. And in that way, I believe that discernment is a community effort. It is the we of the church that brings discernment. And there are areas in our lives that we don't have discernment on that we need the unique perspective of people who do. And, and I'm, I'm talking to myself here. We need humility to listen to voices that maybe we've written off or just haven't been listening to because of our circles. Whatever the reason is. For most of us, it may not even be that we've actively chosen to, um, to put certain voices out of our sphere of influence. But it's just happened that way. We need to reverse that. So... The second application for us, I I think, is really that we would seek to diversify for the sake of discernment the voices that we're listening to in the body of Christ. And if you look at who you've been listening to and those voices, those people look very similar, then that might be for you. And I think there is something there that we need as the church that starts with each one of us. And uh, for me recently, um, part of this realization has come from a group that I got invited into on Facebook. Facebook can be a very tumultuous place to have conversations about anything. Anything. Especially something like Racial injustice in America. Let's go there. Some of you have been brave enough to go there. And I hope it got you somewhere. (laughs) Some of us have realized at times it hasn't. But um, a good friend of mine, someone that, um, uh, that we met in California a few years back, uh, recently started a group called Safe Space and, um, She's an amazing sister in the Lord. She loves Jesus. Um, And she started this group with the vision to really first create a space for those that have experienced trauma from injustice, from the effects of systemic racism in our country, but also to create a space where people that haven't been the brunt of that could be a part of learning of listening, of engaging and asking questions. And it's been so beautiful. It's been so helpful for me. 
And I, I reached out to her this weekend as the Lord was putting this on my heart, and I asked her, you know, can I share about that, and could I invite our whole church to be a part of it? And um, she was like, yeah, of course. And um, so I'm inviting all of you to be a part of it um, because I think we need more spaces like this where it really is safe to not only seek healing if that's what you need, but for some of us, many of us, to, to just listen and to, to hear the wisdom and discernment as it relates to current events, as it relates to the newsreel um, that keeps coming. And I don't know about you, but so often it's just overwhelming, and I don't know where to begin to, to make sense of some of it. And this group has been so helpful for me in that regard. And so I want to invite you guys to consider being a part of that or something like it. And I'm going to share it on um, Facebook this week, the, the link for it. And um, she's excited about anybody that wants to be a part of that. And, and I hope that it makes as much of a difference for you as it has for me. And just getting, um, being a part of even a constant dialogue. And I realize that's necessary for me and needed for me. And so that this group has been that. And I, and I hope that as we're moving there together that we'll get more of that happening amongst each other, and I know I'm grateful for those of you in our community that have sought to do that, and so um, I just want to close with prayer for us, and um, just for God to continue to do this work, that we will let his spirit do what he wants to do in the, the deep things and the difficult things. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you that you're <laughs> that you're not afraid to go where it's difficult. You're not afraid to go where it's um, scary, where it's easy to be misunderstood, where it's easy to be offended, where it's easy to offend. And in fact, those are some of the places that matter the most to you. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that we we have your presence with us, that we are born of the Spirit of God just as surely as the Spirit of Jesus is with us and in us. And we want to grow. We want to grow in more and more of an understanding of what that looks like to move with you. And God, I just want to pray for the church as a whole in America. I want to pray into the deep wound that is even division amongst brothers and sisters because of pain, because of lack of understanding, lack of willingness to understand, inability to see eye to eye, the inability to ask questions in love, the inability to listen, God. God, we need your healing. God, we want to be a prophetic voice to the world and what reconciliation looks like. But in order to be that, God, we need to experience it first. So, God, we pray for the church that we would experience that. And I pray for this body that as surely as we're planted in this city for a purpose, God, that you would do that deep work in us and that you would continue it and that we wouldn't rest, God, because you're not resting. 
you're moving. And so would you move us with you in that? I pray, if nothing else, God, that from, from what was spoken today, that our hearts would be stirred to want to go with you, to want to ask questions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.